Well, good afternoon. Everybody's in church and at home watching. We're going to turn to our Bibles now to Ephesians chapter 6 as we begin to look at this armor of God. And we'll see where Paul begins. We all know maybe different parts of the body that we'd like protected. You know, we wouldn't let our children go ride their bike or learn to ride a bike without their helmet on. And Paul wants us to be equipped for the battle as Christians as well. But before we begin really standing firm in the battle, I want us to remember two things before we begin looking at this armor of God. Just check the thing was pulled down, we're okay. Doesn't need my heart hat on there with a bit of a rattle. <laughs> but the two things we need to remember whenever we come to this armor of God, and the first one's this, Christ has won the battle. Christ has won the battle. We fight from a position of victory. We fight from victory, not for victory. And David reminded us of that last week. And well, how has Christ done it? it is, David has shown us already. It is in his power, it's in his death, and in his resurrection. Jesus died on the cross, rose from the grave, and that's how we know Christ has won the battle. That's how we know Christ has defeated Satan. And the second thing is this. It is God's armor for us. The source of strength, and this armor is because it's God's armor. There's no point putting on our armor. It's not David Bingham's armor or the Christian's armor, but it is God's armor. And that's important for us to remember. Because as we've just learned, hopefully, in that memory verse, we need to be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. That frames the pieces of armor that we will look at on these Sunday mornings. Christ has won the battle and it is God's armor for us. So turn with me to Ephesians 6 and verse 14, where we'll see the first piece of armor that we're going to look at this morning. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So it is the belt of truth is where Paul begins. And here's a picture of my favorite belt in the whole wide world, and it is truly fashionable, isn't it? It is, a, maybe not, because Sergi is looking at me. It's a... It's a periodic table belt, okay? That's the, maybe a bit of the chemistry nerd within me. And well, the idea of a belt, we all know, is to keep your trousers up, isn't it? You, if, you, if your trousers need a belt, you have to worry about it, or else you'll be yanking them up all day and you'll not get anything done. And that's the purpose of the belt, to stop your trousers from falling down, not just to be fashionable like my periodic table belt. But for the Roman soldier, it had a, a similar role to play in the sense of keeping things together or keeping things in place. And there's maybe an example of one for the Roman soldier. The belt was fastened around their waist and it held the different pieces of armor together. It was incredibly important. Maybe the breastplate would have started to slide down if the belt wasn't fastened in place properly. The Roman soldiers would have worn baggy clothes and then the belt it would have kept them tighter to their body. I remember there was a girl in school and she forgot her games kit and they threw her a pair of shorts to wear and the girls were doing sprints and she let, set off the line but her thumb caught in the shorts and she broke her thumb. Okay, So we need this belt, to, the Roman soldiers, to keep it all tight together, to keep it all fastened and secure because there's a place for the sword and if the clothes are baggy, you're going to get maybe your your hand caught as you're reaching for your sword or as you go to thrust it at someone else. You, you need the, the everything fastened tight around you. But Paul says the belt that Christians wear is not a periodic table belt or a Roman soldier's belt. 
and he calls it the belt of truth. The belt of truth. And what's, what's, what's Paul talking about here? Well, if you're following along at home or here, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. So back a few pages and to verse 13. And this is what really Paul is speaking about. So Ephesians 1 and verse 13, Paul says, And you were also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth. Here comes the gospel of your salvation. So the belt of truth is the gospel of your salvation. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is God's saving power from Genesis to Revelation, that redemptive story of Jesus Christ coming to save his people. That is the belt of truth that we are to put on. That is the belt that we need to buckle around our waists. And it is true. It is truth. Have you ever put up a picture at home and you take a step back? Maybe particularly men tend to be the handy men or not so much in our house, but you put a picture up and someone says, ah, it's, it's a little bit off. And you go and you tilt the left-hand side up and then it's down low on the right and you're backwards and forwards and it's never just quite right. The, the way to get around that would be to get a spirit level, wouldn't it? You can put it on top of the frame and wait to the bubbles between the two lines and it would be set straight and true. Well, that is God's word in a sense. It's that bubble that always stays between the two lines. We're like the, the picture frame, right side, left side, we're not really quite sure. But God's words, like the spirit level, it is true. The bubble's always between the two lines. And that's what Paul wants us to buckle around our waist. God's word, which is the gospel of our salvation. It's just like the belt for the Roman soldier. It buckled up. It held everything else in place. We need to buckle up the gospel of truth around our waist too buckle everything else around it. Now, Satan is a liar, we know that, but God's word is true. And it is the truth that holds all the spiritual armor into place. Because without God's true word, we have no hope in the battle. We would have our baggy clothes getting in the way. We wouldn't be properly equipped through God's armor. If Roman soldier forgot their belt, things sliding down, vulnerable to attack, things would get out of place, and so it is with us. We need to wrap the belt of truth around us. If not, we become vulnerable to Satan's attacks. We are in a dangerous position without the belt of truth. Without the belt of truth, we wouldn't be able to stand against the half-truths or against Satan or stand against the, the false of this world because we don't have the belt of truth on us. We need to have it buckled so that we can stand against those things. We need to put on the belt of truth, which is the gospel of our salvation. But we also need to be people of truth, don't we? We need to be people of truth. It's all well and good having the, the gospel buckled around our waist, but we need to apply it as well. We need to be people of truth. And well, when and where can we be people of truth? Well, it's in all different areas of life, isn't it? We can be people of truth in our homes. As parents, whenever we are uh, teaching our children or speaking to our children and how we conduct ourselves with our children, that you don't lie to your children being swept with all the lies that this world tells them, but rather we teach them the truth. We teach them the gospel of our salvation 
in order that they too would be able to buckle God's truth around their waist. So it's not just with our, our parents and children relationship, children to their parents, but between husband and wife too, isn't it? We need to buckle that belt of truth and be people of truth in our marriages because our very marriages, as we've been reminded, are a picture of the gospel. They are a picture of Christ's love for the church. We need to be people of truth in our homes. We need to be people of truth in school too. For how often has it gone through your minds if you've been in trouble in school like me, you know whenever the teacher asks about your homework, you could say a little lie. Instead of just saying, I haven't done it, you could say, I got left it at home or I just can't find it. It's always very tempting to say that, but that's a lie, isn't it? That's not being a person of truth. So even if it means we get into trouble, we are to tell the truth because we are people of truth. At work, in our relationships with our colleagues, how we use our time, do we use it wisely or are we just wasting our time at work? In our business dealings, we need to be trustworthy. And then with, with our friends too. Because it's very easy just to go along with what our friends say, isn't it? Even if they're going on and on and on. And we can so easy just to agree and agree with them even though they are maybe saying things that are contrary to God's truth. And we're not standing for what God's truth says to them and ultimately we are lying to them when we agree. We need to be people of truth in that as well. With that belt of truth buckled around our waist, we just don't take it off in different areas of our life. We keep it buckled together. Be people of truth by listening to the book of truth, God's word, the Bible. Okay, so Paul says, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around our waist. And then our second uh, piece of armor today is the breastplate of righteousness. And well, there's an example of a, a breastplate up on, on the screen and maybe at home on your TV screen. And well, the, we know what a breastplate does. It protects the most vital of organs in our bodies, our heart and our, our lungs. And well, if a soldier went into battle without their breastplate, they would be incredibly vulnerable, wouldn't they? Incredibly vulnerable. They have no protection. And so an arrow can come from a distance and they'd be gone in a, in a moment. But maybe the, the armor would help protect them. And we have to remember this breastplate of righteousness is from God. Now, last week, David suggested that I use some very big words, but this week, I'm going to blame Paul for using the big word and, uh, of righteousness. And well, we need, we need to think and break that down. What does righteousness mean? Because we may be able to break it down even for our, our younger children and people who are here today that well, we can break it down to the first five letters of right. We know what's right at different times at home or in school. But whenever Paul speaks about righteousness, it is doing what is right. Okay, so it's doing what is right, but it's doing what is right in God's eyes. Doing what is right in God's eyes. The Bible tells us that God is the only person who is perfectly, is perfectly righteous that Jesus is the only person who ever lived that was perfectly righteous. And if Jesus is the only person who lived, who always did what was right in God's eyes, well, that means that we are not righteous, doesn't it? And that is the problem. We are sinners. We are not righteous. And, well, we do not have a breastplate of righteousness to put on us. 
the only way for us to be accepted by God to be righteous is to have Jesus as part of our lives. Because Jesus dies on the cross for the sins of his people, rises again to conquer the grave, and it is his righteousness that we need to put on. So this breastplate of righteousness that Paul speaks about is the righteousness of Christ. So it's a wee bit like this. Here is one of my dirty t-shirts that Sarah had to wash during the week. And it is really dirty. And that is us on our, our sin. We give our hearts to different things. We do not always do what is right in God's eyes. And we are dirty. We are stained by sin. But instead of putting on that dirty t-shirt, our filthy sin, Jesus takes our sin away and he gives us a new t-shirt to wear. So it's not, it's a new t-shirt. He takes our sin away and gives us new robes to wear, robes that are clean and spotless. And that is Christ's righteousness on us when we are trusting him. Our past sins are forgiven and that is wonderful, good news but also Jesus' perfect righteous life is now counted as our righteousness when we have faith in Jesus. Christ's righteousness becomes our righteousness when we are in Christ. Remember Paul used that in Christ quite a bit through Ephesians. We are united to Jesus. We are part of God's family in Christ. The Father will never stop loving the Son and those in Christ because we become part of God's family whenever we are trusting in Jesus we put on Christ's righteousness for the battle we have Christ's righteousness to put on that is the breastplate and wearing that breastplate we are hidden and secure in Christ and there can be no fatal wounds on us it is fastened secure on us the devil will try to take it off the devil will try to penetrate it but we have the righteousness of Christ and he is the victor. Jesus' sinless life covers our sin that we are forgiven, but we also have this breastplate of righteousness to put on. In the early 2000s in America, there was a, an armory. They investigated and went to trial and it was only sorted out about two or three years ago. And this firm was making bulletproof jackets, so, you know, like a breastplate. And what they discovered was that whenever they tested the bulletproof jackets, they put the jackets on a mannequin, which is stationary, fired the bullets, and the, the jackets worked perfectly fine. Not, a, not an issue, not a problem. But what a whistleblower discovered and made known to so many people that was then investigated, and eventually they admitted to be right, was that with time and with wear, the bulletproof jackets lost their structure a little bit, that they maybe weren't as bulletproof as they started off. They started off perfectly fine, but after a while they started to fragment and be very dangerous. And these bulletproof jackets were put out to, to quite a lot of the police, but also they had, had to admit uh, after the case that in 2005, President Bush was walking about with one of these faulty jackets on. It really looked the part. It looked like a bulletproof jacket, but it was faulty. And sometimes we can put on a bulletproof jacket that looks the part, 
but in reality, it's a little bit faulty. We put on a, a jacket of our own righteousness. Look at what all I have done for this church or for this community. Look at what my family have done through the years of this church. Look at all that I give and all the organizations that I am a part of. Look at me, me, me. And well, that armor's fake. That is not bulletproof, as it were. It's faulty. We need to have Christ's righteousness because it's the only armor that will truly protect us. Not ours. It is only the righteousness of Jesus that will protect our new hearts that he gives us when we are trusting in him. Only he can protect our most vital of organs. Only he can protect us against Satan, the evil one. And we cannot effectively fight without Christ's breastplate of righteousness. And because we have Christ's righteousness on us as his people, a bit like we have the belt of truth and we need to be people of truth, although we have Christ's righteousness, we need to be doing what is right in God's eyes, don't we? We need to be following God's truth, the Bible. Because now that we are protected by the breastplate of Christ, of his righteousness, we can go on and live a, a new way of life. We know that that breastplate is secure on us, and it doesn't matter what Satan throws at us, that we can still do what is right in the eyes of the Lord, because it is God's power at work within us, Ephesians 3 tells us. We don't have to try and make it our own righteousness, but we were God's armor, and we can live a holy life. It means that we can grow, that we can follow God's word more and more closely. We don't deliberately sin as God's people, but we seek to live a holy life. We do not want to disobey God. We want to love our Savior Jesus and wonder in the privilege of calling God our Father. We can grow in doing what is right in the eyes of God by following God's truth, the Bible. We need to be putting on the full armor of God, not ours. So at home and you here today, will you join us in these weeks to come that we would put on this full armor of God, the belt and the breastplate this week, knowing that Christ has already won the battle for us. It is secure. It is won. It is finished. But we are part of Christ's army, and we follow his command, his example, and his instruction so let us together put on this belt of truth today. Let us buckle the gospel around our waists and live it out and be people of truth. And let us put on this breastplate of righteousness, this righteousness of Jesus, and truly trust in it and follow his word for our Savior's glory. Let's pray before we sing. Our Father in heaven, we do praise you for your son, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that his righteousness is counted as our righteousness. And Lord, we confess before you that we do not do what is always right in your eyes. In fact, we often just do what we want. But Lord, may we trust in Jesus more and more each day. May we not be tempted to put on our own body armor, but put on Christ's righteousness. May we trust in that security that you died for our sin he rose again for our victory and that we are part of your amazing family. So Father, help us to be equipped for this battle and stand firm 
knowing that you have already won through your power and for your glory. As in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.